Well, first of all, for those of you who may not be aware, uh, our deacon, Doug Rogers, his sister died Friday afternoon. So he is not with us this morning. And I know we send our prayers and good wishes to him and his family as they prepare to uh, bury his sister, Renee. But he and I were talking last week about Thomas. He said, well, I'm preaching the Sunday after Easter. I said, yes, of course you are. And he said, and the reading is Doubting Thomas. And I said, of course it is. And he said, I really just don't get this reading. I don't understand why Thomas doubts. I said, well, he wasn't there. I said, think about it. If Jesus knows everything and knows all, why does he choose when Thomas is out of the room to come to the disciples? That's not fair. To which Doug says, well, where was he then? I said, I don't know, out buying the groceries. I mean, somebody had to do it. But where was he? And of course, he's heartbroken because they all say, we have seen the Lord. And he's left out. We all know how it feels to be left out of things, things that we hold near and dear to us. And Jesus was someone that they had held near and dear to them. And here he was, he was dead. But when he comes back, he doesn't show up to Thomas. The other interesting thing I find with this reading is that the women had gone to the empty tomb and run back and told the men and they were called liars. But now all of a sudden Thomas is there and he's chastised for not believing. It just doesn't square the circle that I've been mulling around in my head all week. We want to believe things so desperately when we have a loved one who has died or when someone is sick and we want them to get well and we know that that's not possible. We will these things when we're lonely. We so desperately want a friend. When we feel like we're poor, we desperately look for money anyway. And it just seems to be elusive. We can't find it. We can't find what we want the most. And we hear about this all the time, even today. People who are grasping for something go to anything. I just finished binge watching Bad Vegan on Netflix because I was alone for the weekend. And it was about a very successful restaurateur in New York City. She had a vegan restaurant, had published cookbooks, was wildly successful, so successful that she was able to open a deli next door to her restaurant called Lucky Duck. Well, somehow she met up with this fellow, and he promised her that if she followed all of these steps, she would become immortal. And she had a dog that she desperately loved, Leon, and that her dog would become immortal as well. And she believed him. 
But then, of course, he started asking for money. I need 10000 for this. It's a test. They are trying to test you. They want to know that you are really in this. And when you pass this test, then you will become immortal. You will become one of us. Because he said he was immortal, and she believed him. He had a very secretive past. He said he worked for, like, Blackwater. So he was special ops. He would leave for weeks on end, and she wouldn't hear from him. But he did, he did reach out to her when he needed more money. Then they went on the lamb, because he told her that they had to. They were being chased by them. She ended up giving him $6.1 million. She lost her restaurant and the deli. She lost all of her friends because she would borrow money from them in the hopes that this was the test she could finally pass. And of course it wasn't. In the end, they were arrested. She and her, was her husband, they got married. They, they were arrested and sentenced to three months probation. Find that hard to believe. But what I kept thinking about with this story and the story of Thomas is when we so desperately want to believe something, we will believe anything, as I said. And this woman wanted so desperately for her dog to live forever, she was willing to suspend all common sense. And this isn't just a one-off that happens. We hear about it all the time. There's another uh, documentary on Netflix right now, The Tinder Swindler, and how this person, again, is able to take money from women. And it happens to men as well. Women are, men are not immune from this. These are people who are searching for something just as Thomas was searching for something. It's just that they're searching for different things. Thomas was searching for the reassurance that his Lord and Savior hadn't died, that the dream hadn't ended, that things would go on, that they would all be able to bring God's kingdom to be on earth. Sharma, the person in Bad Vegan had her own hopes and dreams that were dashed because, of course, we know when we put our thoughts and our dreams and our desires in a human being, they come up short because we are all human and no one can help us through the bad times except God. Yes, we have friends and family who support us, and love us and care for us. But at the end of the day, it is God who carries us along. Even when we don't feel that God is with us or Jesus is with us, they are right there, standing at our shoulders, whispering in our ears, giving us hope and confidence and love and support. I felt sorry for the woman at the end of the documentary because to put your hopes and dreams 
in a human is fleeting. Put our hopes and dreams in God is not, it's life sustaining. And what we learn through the resurrection is that we may not get the answer that we want, just as Thomas didn't get to see Jesus the first time. But in God's own time, he presents himself to us. So in God's own time, Jesus came back to that upper room to tell all of us who at times doubt that he is present, he is with us, and he loves us. Amen.